Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 100 Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into her presence with singing. Know that the Lord, she is God. It is she who made us, and we are hers. We are her people and the sheep of her pasture. Enter her gates with thanksgiving and her courts with praise. Give thanks to her. Bless her name. For the Lord is good. Her steadfast love endures forever and her faithfulness to all generations. Ezekiel chapter 45, verses 1 through 9. When you allot the land as an inheritance, you shall set apart for the Lord a portion of the land as a holy district, 25,000 cubits long and 20,000 cubits broad. It shall be holy throughout its whole extent. Of this, a square lot of 500 by 500 cubits shall be for the sanctuary, with 50 cubits for an open space around it. And from this measured district you shall measure off a section of 25,000 cubits long and 10,000 broad, in which shall be the sanctuary, the most holy place. It shall be the holy portion of the land. It shall be for the priests who minister in the sanctuary and approach the Lord to minister to him. And it shall be a place for their houses and a holy place for the sanctuary. Another section, 25,000 cubits long and 10,000 cubits broad, shall be for the Levites who minister at the temple, as their possession for cities to live in. Alongside the portion set apart as the holy district, you shall assign for the property of the area of the city an area 5,000 cubits broad and 25,000 cubits long. It shall belong to the whole house of Israel. And to the prince shall belong the land on both sides of the holy district and the property of the city, alongside the holy district and the property of the city on the west and on the east, corresponding in length to one of the tribal portions, and extending from the western to the eastern boundary of the land. It is to be his property in Israel, and my princes shall no more oppress my people, but they shall let the house of Israel have the land according to their tribes. Thus says the Lord God, Enough, O princes of Israel, put away violence and oppression, and execute justice and righteousness. Cease your evictions of my people, declares the Lord. Acts chapter 9, verses 32 through 35. Now as Peter went here and there among them all, he came down also to the saints who lived at Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, bedridden for eight years, who was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Rise and make your bed. And immediately he rose, and all the residents of Lydda and Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord. Good morning and welcome to the fourth Tuesday of Eastertide. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's, bro- this morning's readings come to us from Psalm 100, Ezekiel 45, and Acts 9. And Ezekiel, I'll remind you, is, uh, is a priest who's born during the exile. Um, actually, was he a priest? I think he was a priest. Now I can't remember for sure, but he's a prophet, but... I think he was also a priest, and I can't remember. Um, and the thing that I noticed 
um, is that the not only does the king get a portion of land uh, for the return, um, but also sort of the tribes. And so Ezekiel is born during the exile um, when Babylon uh, has, you know, destroyed the temple and exported or exiled all the the kind of elites to Babylon. And he also is alive when Cyrus of Persia defeats Babylon and has a totally different political system. And he, Cyrus basically sends everybody back to their hometowns and rules with a really light fist, uh, really light touch. And, you know, you, you owe taxes, but you also have the protection of Persia. So in Ezekiel, we see the people returning to the land from exile. Um, <clears throat> and this is well after the 10 tribes have been lost, the northern tribes, um, and yet the allotment of land is still oriented toward a tribal possession. Uh, the prince, the, the king, uh, the royal allotment is equal to one of the tribes, um, but the tribes still get their own thing. And it's not it's not clear whether that includes the 10 lost tribes. Um, but what stands out to me is that the tribes are still the, the basic unit of distribution. Um, and I say that because one of the, one of the things I'm exploring is like, you know, in, if you're a devout Jew at Jesus's time, how do you view the land? Well, you view it according to, uh, Numbers 19 and, or I'm sorry, Joshua 19, where all the land was distributed, right? Because that's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, Babylon comes in and the northern tribes gets, get pissed off after Solomon dies. Like, that, but that's how it's supposed to be. And if that's the case, then the Galilee is uh, where Jesus ministers mostly. Um, the Galilee is uh, the military district of Israel. Um, and Nazareth is smack dab in the middle of Zebulon's territory. And Zebulon and Naphtali are the two uh, warrior tribes of, of Israel. Um, and I, I only, I, you know, this isn't a, a, the most spiritual <laughs> reflection, but um, it does suggest that this tribal, you know, matrix or or way of imagining it is still active when they repossess the land uh under uh persia's you know kind of um allowance or whatever um, because they will not be exiled again before jesus is born um you know the, the the land kind of changes control over time and then we have the maccabees and the hasmonean uh dynasty which is Israel's first independence in Solomon, and then we have Jesus born, um, and so that's it's after all these you know kind of upheavals that you'd think like okay the land has changed hands whatever let's just whatever but a tribe is still in their imagination as basic unit of distribution. So when we we hear Jesus talking about like. Um, you know, or when we when we see him going from his temptation back up to the Galilee and constantly going back up north and going to Jerusalem 
mostly for the festivals that tells us something about what what Jesus and God you know what they think about and what they want uh in terms of what people and what what social foundation is you know most appealing or interesting to them and it's the humble ones right because the 10 lost tribes were lost it was a land of disgrace and Zebulon and Naphtali were kind of the the, the not the vanguard certainly but kind of the representatives of these northern tribes because if you don't have you know uh, Benjamin or or Judah you know or Levi um, Zebulon and Naphtali begin looking you know kind of like leaders amongst these ten tribes. Um, so anyway, the, they return and, and they have these instructions to build this holy district, which includes, you know, tribal, um, uh, what, do they, what do they call it? A city is cubed. No, I can't remember. A grid. It's this grid system that is kind of tribally based. Um, <clears throat> I think it's, it's a small thing, but not not unimportant um, that the the ancient way, the Israelite imagination of look, this is this land was promised to us, and the way it was divvied out, the way it was organized was by tribes. Uh, I think that's actually really important. You know, what does it mean to be uh, someone who's hearing Jesus? in his own context, aware of that context and the tribal, uh, you know, the tribal foundation is not unimportant and the, the, the lands in particular that he hangs out in uh, are ones that are populated by military, you know, descendants of military families in a certain way. Um, and I think that's, that helps us understand something about what Jesus is here for, and the people that he's interested in, um, in in going to first and foremost. A prayer for the poor and neglected from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful God, we remember before you all poor and neglected persons whom it would be easy for us to forget the homeless and the destitute, the old and the sick, and all who have none to care for them. Help us to heal those who are broken in body or spirit and to turn their sorrow into joy. Grant this, Father, for the love of your Son, who for our sake became poor, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. 
So there you have it, three ways to participate in first formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.